Hello, welcome back to another episode of Wait for Weight Food for Thought Podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk about ways where you can invite more gratitude into your life, despite what's going on, despite how stressful you may be, just being able to bring your awareness forward and realizing that there's a lot of things to be grateful for, even in the toughest of moments. And if you listened to my episode last week, I talked about just a lot of hardships that are going on with me and my relationship and dealing with... um, being in a relationship with somebody who just so happens to be addicted to drugs. And it's been a really hard world to navigate. It's been emotionally draining. It's been taxing, but at the same time, it's also been beautiful and enlightening. And there was just an incident that happened in our relationship uh, last week. Go ahead and listen to the last episode. I don't really want to get into it right now. Um, If you want to know kind of the ins and outs of what happened, but that whole situation for me just kind of knocked me off my feet. Like I felt really off balanced. I felt really betrayed. I felt just really confused about my relationship and what, what was going on in my life. Like everything just, just felt so hazy and it started to affect my attitude. It started to affect my mental state. It started to affect me at my job and I felt so detached from reality. And so disassociated and I didn't really know how to bring my awareness back forward. Like my whole mentality lately has been on dealing with him, worrying about him, being stressed out about him to the point where my needs have been neglected. My wants have been neglected. My schedule is non-existent and I focus all my time and energy on what's going to make him happy. And a simple conversation with my coworker, one of my coworkers, he literally said to me, people make life out to be so complicated when really it's simple. You just have to be. And that alone, that just statement, I felt like I woke up and I just kept thinking about that all day. I'm like, just be. I am, I've been so consumed on worrying about him at all times, worrying about who he's talking to, worrying about if he's back on drugs, if he's relapsed, if he's this, if he's that, to the point where it becomes an obsession and and it's an unhealthy obsession. And my fear is that I will lose somebody that I love to drugs. And that's where my mentality comes from. That's where me trying to control a situation that I literally have no control over. That's just where it all stems from is me being fearful that I'm going to lose somebody that I love to this disease and not really understanding this disease as a whole has caused me to try to control the situation even more and be so uptight about don't talk to this person, don't talk to that person, don't text this person, don't don't go to this place. And me trying to manipulate as many situations as I can so that I can be comfortable and feel like I can breathe. But really, all I'm doing is causing myself stress and causing him stress, and I need to just learn to be. And so I came to this realization after this conversation with my coworker, and I told my boyfriend, look, I'm done trying to control the situations do what you want to do, talk who you want to talk to. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter to me anymore. You're going to do these things anyways. And it's not up to me to tell you how to live your life. And it's also what I'm learning too, is you can't teach somebody a lesson. They have to teach that lesson themselves. So if he wants to continue going down the wrong path, 
he'll learn that himself. That's not something that I can, I can teach him. And this speaking this into existence and just telling him like, I'm, I'm done caring really not caring in a bad way, but I'm done trying to control things that are completely out of my control has been liberating for me. I feel a little bit more free. It doesn't mean that I'm not worrying, but I feel lighter, you know, and now I have to shift my awareness back to me and what's important for me. And you can only control yourself. That's, that's all you can control to the point where you never want to be in a relationship where if somebody else is doing poorly, if somebody else is doing so bad and you put all of your energy into that person, when that person has a downfall or goes down the wrong path, do you have yourself at the end of the day? If you answer no, then you have put all of your eggs into one basket and it's the wrong basket. And you have to make sure that you are filling your own cup up first. And that's what I'm learning right now because that's not very intrinsic for me to focus on me. It's very natural for me to want to focus on other people and deflect how I'm feeling. But right now, I've I've lately I have felt empty. Like I have felt like I have been in this twilight zone for the past few weeks and that suddenly after my coworker said to me, "Just be." I suddenly woke up and and looked around and I said, "I'm wasting time. I'm worrying about things that I can't manipulate. I'm stressing about things that haven't happened yet. And I'm forgetting to live and to just be in this moment. And I have been trying to figure out ways to be more present and to be more mindful and to put me first in order to then show up even better and even stronger for those around me, rather than showing up in a place of fear or showing up for other people because I'm stressed or worried. This is just going to be me focusing on me so that I feel solid. And that when I do show up for other people, it's coming out of a place of love and strength. And I think strength is the important key here is you can't help other people if you don't have your own strength. It's just going to be control, manipulation, fear, anxiety, worry, And that's not healthy for anybody that puts stress on other people and that puts more stress on yourself. So in this episode, I wrote down 10 ways to help you just stay more present in your life. No matter what you're doing, these are just a few things that I have found that really help me, but you really need to be mindful about what helps you and write them down and maybe make a little schedule about little things to do every single day to invite more gratitude and awareness back to the present moment. So the first thing that I've been trying to incorporate more often is putting my phone on do not disturb mode. It's typically on do not disturb and it has been for the past like four days, just all day long. And I absolutely love it, especially at work. Once you get in the zone and you're just working on something and there's no notifications that are going off and your phone's not lighting up, you kind of forget about it. And then later you look at your phone, you're like, oh, you know, what's up? And trying to not go on Instagram to fill in time, you know, when I'm bored or, or I don't know, just out of habit. I haven't really mastered that one yet. That's really hard for me if I'm anxious or worried about something or trying to get my mind off of whatever it is. I just default to Instagram and it's just so mindless and I hate that it's mindless. I'm trying to be more mindful And I think that's something that we can all do better at lately, especially with the election, especially with everything going on. It's just just detach, detach from social media for a little bit and be mindful about when you're allowing yourself time to actually go on Instagram, maybe make it at night, you know, after, after a long day, or maybe during a lunch break, whatever fits into your schedule, you know, yourself best. 
I have find I find that in the morning the first thing I do is grab my phone and go to Instagram when I could easily just put my phone down, make myself a nice little breakfast and a coffee and read a book or sit on my balcony and just stare at the beauty all, all around me. Like why am I immersing myself into this false reality that is social media? And it's it's so mindless. And that's something that I'm trying to do better at. And I know we can all do better at that. But the first step is just putting your phone on do not disturb. I know if you do this as well, you will see a huge shift and just you'll feel way more present. The next thing is I have been incorporating dance into my workouts. I am a really bad dancer. Like I can't touch my toes. I'm really stiff. Like I'm really awkward and whatever. But I have found it to be so liberating and so much fun. Um, I posted in my story for some references for some good dance workout videos. And um, one of my one of my friends from college said, hey, try 305 Fitness on YouTube. I love it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I put on 305 Fitness and I'm looking at this, this dance instructor and I'm like, is that Darnell? And it's this guy that I went to, to um, college with at my first college in New York City before I transferred out, but just a very small world. And I took his dance class and it was amazing. And I actually did it tonight and I feel great. It's just, it's inspiring. It's fast paced. It's fun. And it's something that you don't realize you're really working out because you're just having a really good time. And even though I'm a shitty ass dancer, it's okay. You know, I'm in my room, there's no judgment, there's no people. And I'm just bopping around my room, dude, having a good fucking time. And it's amazing. And so find something that's movement. Um, I don't want to say, I I think saying working out to people really turns some people off who are already turned off from working out and going to the gym. So just call it movement, move, whatever that means to you, whether it's yoga, whether it's dance, whether it's going on a walk in the morning with your dog or your cat. Um, I've been trying to walk my cat and for some reason he doesn't understand the concept of a leash. And every time I put the leash on him, he'll run around the house and crash into all of the walls. So we're, (laughs) we're trying to get him there, but step by step, and maybe I'll walk my cat soon, hopefully. But besides the point, just get out there and move, find whatever works for you that makes you move and feel happy about what you're doing. So you're not hating a workout. Like you should never hate a workout. You should love what you're doing. And if you don't love what you're doing, switch it up. Don't just sweat to sweat. Like Love it. Enjoy it. Feel good doing it. It's supposed to make you feel good about yourself, feel good about your mind, feel good about your body. So find whatever that is for you. If you want to try the dance, it's 305 Fitness on YouTube. There's a bunch of different videos. There's a bunch of different instructors. The one that I love the most is Darnell. Um, So go ahead and give that a try or just type in YouTube like different workouts. There's a shit ton of free videos out there. So no excuses, but that's something that I've been doing that is bringing me more awareness and just being more free. And, and I think just like, I'm kind of uptight. So this, this dancing just helps me feel a little bit less uptight and just free and, and, and lighthearted. It's just a lighthearted way to start my day. And I love it. The next one is reading. So I love reading a good book. And I usually like once I start reading something, I can't really stop and I'll just like get into it and finish a book in a couple days. And then it takes me a while to get into another book. But whenever I start reading again, I realize like how much I love it and how much I can replace stupid shit on my phone with just reading a good book. And rather than being on my phone in the morning, I have a little balcony in my room. I can go sit on my little porch in the morning with a coffee and just 
and just reading. And it's, it's the best thing in the world. So incorporating like reading or writing or something that's, that's creative or drawing in the morning or in the afternoon or after a long day at work, something creative to get you stimulated and, and creative. Yeah, that's all. And just bringing your awareness to something that's meaningful and something that makes you really think rather than something like social media or your phone. That's just, again, so mindless. Like I'm trying to erase anything mindless from my life because what's the point? What is the point? Next, um, I love singing. I love playing piano. I love writing songs. And I find that I only really do those things when I'm in a really bad funk. And I just gravitate towards my piano and I'll start writing. Like I'll start writing a song like once every few months when I'm really going through a hard time. It's easier for me to write something. And then I find that I don't touch it for a long time. I just back away. And whenever I go back to music, I've, I ask myself why I've waited this long to sing again. Like, why do I only wait till I'm so sad or so depressed or going through something difficult to then go to the, to my piano. And so I'm trying to incorporate more music into my life. Maybe I can sing a song or two before, before work, like bust out some karaoke tracks on YouTube in my bathroom with some dank ass acoustics in there and just sing my heart out or after work, just sing my heart out or playing some piano. So I'm trying to incorporate music, whether it's singing or playing piano at least once a day, that brings me pure joy. It brings me happiness and it makes me feel so good. And it feels like I'm expelling all of this shit that I've been suppressing. So if you are a musician, if you love music, make sure that you're incorporating that into your life and don't just neglect that because life gets busy. Like I think every time life gets busy, we focus on the busy, we focus on what we have to do and then we neglect what we want to do. And that's, that's not something that anybody should have to do in their, in their lives. We should always focus on at least incorporating some things every single day that we want to be doing rather than have to be doing. The next thing is cooking and family dinners. So growing up, I had family dinners like all the time. Um, I would come home from school. My mom would have dinner ready for me and my sister and my dad. And it was just so amazing to just come home and sit together and talk about our days. And I feel like lately all of our schedules, like my sister, mine, well, her and I, my schedule, we work at the same place. So our schedules are pretty much the same. My roommate, Sophia, um, you know, we all have different work schedules and my mom, you know, we're all just doing our own things. And so typically if we're eating, it's I'm, I'm, um, I'm eating randomly, like, and then I'll go to my room to just either do my podcast or work or whatever I need to be doing. And then Sophia's either at work or she's in her room or my sister's just like, I'm going to go to the skate park and we all just eat quickly and cook whatever's available eat whatever is available, make it fast. And, and this concept of eating has become something that's just out of necessity and not something that appreciates the, the food that we're able to eat together and share together. And I find, and this is not a surprise, but I, we eat less healthy when we're just in a rush and we'll grab like anything that's quick, any snacks, any chips, anything that's just going to give us a quick fill and then we'll just go about our day or go to bed. And I'm trying to cook more dinners that are hearty, that are fun. And also cooking really brings your awareness 
forward. It's fun. It's creative. I can add different mixtures. And I'm really appreciative of the food that now I'm eating is because I spent time cooking and preparing and making it look beautiful. And this morning I cooked um, a casserole and it was fucking dank. I cooked some potatoes. I cooked some pancakes, some chocolate chip pancakes, some blueberry pancakes. I had a bowl of fruit, mimosas, and I set up the table with some candles. And it was just nice to have everybody sit around and enjoy food. And I think a lot of people take food for granted. And I sure as fuck take food for granted. I eat nonstop, even at work. Like I work with a bunch of dudes and they all say that, you know, we eat, me and my sister eat a fuck ton. And that's a lot from, to say from a lot of dudes. So, and I just don't appreciate, I really don't appreciate the food that I'm eating. I just really, it's just always available to me and I take it for granted. And cooking has made me realize like, wow, I'm so fortunate to be able to sit down and cook a meal for my family after working hard for the money that I, I earn to buy this food, to cook this food, and for us to sit together as a family and, and enjoy each other's company. And that's something that I've been lacking as well, is I've been so consumed in my own world and my own problems and my own issues with my boyfriend and, and drugs that I feel like I have been neglecting my family and the people that are close to me that really matter. And I think making sure that you have the support system around you of people that you don't shut out when you are having a difficult time is extremely important. And an easy way to do that is to just have either friends over for some dinner, friends over for some drinks and, and enjoying people's company. Put your phone away, put your phone on, do not disturb and just enjoy the people that you have around you. Enjoy the food that you have around you and just be grateful, grateful that you even have that opportunity. Now, the next, next thing here is my sister and I don't start work till 10 in the morning. So I love that we start at 10 because I can do a, a morning workouts and I love morning workouts. It starts my day off really good. I feel great going into work. And even though we work late, like we work till like 7 PM when I'm off work, I'm off work. I don't have to worry about going to the gym. I don't have to be tired after a long work day and force myself to work out. It's a really good balance, but I've been doing a lot of home workouts and I'm starting to get bored. And my sister and I have been trying to incorporate more um, runs that are just outside of our, our community. So we'll go to the beach, have a morning beach run. Either I'll run and she'll run with me or she'll go get some coffee. But enjoying the coast, like we have, I live in San Diego. It's just a beautiful place. And I feel like, again, I've been taking this all for granted and not really utilizing the resources and the beauty that's all around me. Going to the beach, going on a run at the beach, going onto some random trails and going on a trail run. And we're trying to switch it up so that our environment changes, especially during COVID where everything's just seems so like gloomy and everything's kind of shut down or the things that you want to do aren't available. This is such an easy way to get out of your immediate environment and just enjoy the nature that's around you, the nature that really grounds you and makes you realize how small we really are in the grand scheme of things. So if you're fortunate enough to live, you know what? No, everybody's fortunate enough to live in some sort of area that has natural beauty. So get outside and enjoy it. Go for a walk in the morning or in the afternoon and then just really take a moment to soak up the natural beauty that is all around us. And there's beauty to be found everywhere. You know, put your phone down when you're in the car and just look out the window and, and appreciate the fact that you're still here, you're still breathing, you're still alive. And I think even that we take for granted. We take these little things for granted, not realizing that 
we're so fortunate enough to be alive, to be here, to be on this planet, to, to experience what we experience, to meet the people that we meet, to have these beautiful influences in our lives. And we can focus on the bad. We can focus on the shitty people. We can focus on our hardships and our pain and our struggles, or we can switch our perspective a little bit and recognize that even though you may be in pain, even though you may be going through something very difficult, there, that doesn't mean that there's not beauty to be found all around you. And that's what I'm kind of realizing right now is zoom out a little bit of my problems and look around me at this whole world of opportunities and beauty that's right in front of my fucking face that I've just been neglecting. So if you have the opportunity to go outside and enjoy nature, which we all have that opportunity, no matter where you're from, no matter where you live, I promise you there is beauty to be found everywhere. Just walk outside. Um, that's another thing that's been really helping me gain some perspective about where I am in my life and realizing that I'm just 25 and my problems aren't the end of the world. I'm not going to die. And it's, it's really just a humbling thing to do like once or twice a week. The next thing is decorating my house, rearranging my house and just organizing in general. So I'm finding that the space that you are in is typically reflective of your state of mind. And when I'm stressed out, my room's a mess. When I'm, um, when I'm angry, I find that I like over clean things to just stop my mind from like wandering. I'll just stay busy by doing a bunch of things. And lately I just looked at my living room and I was like, I want to redo this. Like, I want this to be a space that I absolutely love, that I feel cozy in, that I feel excited to come home to, that I feel excited to cook in my kitchen and to make, to, to make the dinner table like really nice to have my room. Like I come home from, from work and have my bed made like these little tiny things that you don't realize are, are so impactful. Like me coming home and walking into my room after a long day and having my bed made is so minor, but it's just like, Oh my, okay. My space feels so put together, lighting some candles in the morning. Ugh, love lighting some candles, putting on either a good show or a good book and just relaxing and enjoying my space. So if your space is a shit show, if it's a mess, if it's dirty, that is step one, clean that shit up and you will feel so much lighter, especially your car. Like I cleaned my car this, this weekend. I cleaned my living room. I rearranged. I got a few new candles, like these little things that I just look around my house and I'm like, I love this space that I'm in. And it makes a huge, huge, huge difference. So I really encourage you to just do some spring cleaning, like even going through some drawers. Like I love throwing shit away. Like I find pleasure in throwing shit away. And I love just going through my closet, like trash, trash, trash. Okay. Let me, let me rephrase. I won't throw away clothes. Okay. I will give my clothes away, but my concept is like, I love just cleansing myself of things that I no longer need, no longer want. I don't like to open a drawer and not know what's in there. So Make sure that like just declutter your home, declutter your space, and you will find that it helps you declutter your mind. So that's something that's really been helping me lately. And uh, don't get me started. I cannot wait to decorate for Christmas. My house is going to be cozy as fuck. All right. Uh, anyway, next thing is being mindful about what I actually want to be doing. So even like before COVID, I 
told myself that I needed to do so many things. I needed to run errands. I needed to go do this. I needed to do this. And every weekend I would find that most of my weekends were just spent doing things. And come Sunday night after I record my podcast at like eight or 9 PM. And I'm like, uh, I didn't have any time to relax. And now I have work the next day and I'll wake up at like four 30 in the morning and I'll read or I'll write or in my book, or I'll do a workout or something that I'm just go, 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 go. And I told myself that I needed to do these things. And, and lately, especially since COVID, I've been slowing down a lot. And that's something that my boyfriend has been helping me kind of navigate is, yo, like, why are you doing all of these things? There's no need to be doing all of these things, like slow down. And especially with everything going on right now and the struggles that we're going through right now, I have told myself to only do what I want to be doing. And my typical default to dealing with things that are hard is running errands and staying busy, like insanely busy to the point where people are like, um, like, are you good? (laughs) And I'm trying to be more mindful. So lately I've been taking more naps. If I wake up, usually I'll tell myself like, you're going to wake up on Saturday. You're going to go work out. You're going to go run here. You're going to go run four miles. Then you're going to come home and blah, blah, blah. And now I won't set an alarm for any weekends, which is so not typical for me. And I'll wake up when I wake up today, woke up at 1030. I don't even remember the last time I fucking woke up at 1030 and I felt great. I'm like, cool. Like I'm, I'm up for my, when my body said it's time to get up and my body felt like I just needed to sleep. And I got up and I didn't have breakfast till one. And I enjoyed just moving slowly and being here. And yesterday I, I cleaned a lot reorganized the house. And then my body said, I don't want to work out today. And I want to take a nap. And I said, all right, cool. I'm going to go take a nap. And I don't nap. Like if you know me, I think I've said this before. Like if you know me and I'm telling you I'm taking a nap, like you probably assume something's wrong and it felt great. So really just listening to my body and listening to like when I want to work out, not forcing myself to work out at a certain time and, and knowing that if my body needs a break or if my mind needs a break, or if I don't want to really be doing something, if I don't want to be running errands, if I really just want to lay in bed and watch TV, it's all okay. And the whole point of life is to just do what you want to be doing. Like, of, of course, there are those things that you have to do, like your job and your responsibilities, but ultimately you shouldn't be doing anything that you don't want to be doing. And I want to do more things that I genuinely want to do. I want to go on more adventures. I want to go just in my car and just drive off somewhere. Like there's snow an hour and a half away from me. I want to go and I plan on going next weekend. It's just these little things where if you want to do something, do it, make it fucking happen. And yes, there's COVID. Yes, there's all of these things going on. Yes, there's all these extraneous circumstances that we can't control, but ultimately you can figure it out. Like there's, if there's a will, there's a fucking way, do it just do it. So be really mindful about what you're doing and why. Ask yourself why you're doing it. Are you doing it because you think you have to be doing it? Are you doing it because you think you need to be doing it? Or did you make that up for yourself? And what do you actually want to do? Ask yourself that question. Next and last, going to therapy. Y'all, I've only been to like four sessions and I love it so far. Um, talking about things is really hard for me. No, no. Talking about situations in my life isn't hard for me, but talking about the emotions connected to those situations, that's where it gets difficult. And specifically with sadness, I'm not good at recognizing sadness. I'm not good at portraying that I am sad. I don't like to cry. I don't like to tell people I'm sad. Like I, it's just something that has been difficult for me. And I I have no idea why, like 
there's no reason as to why it just is. And at my last session yesterday, it was, we were like 40 minutes in the conversation and I was talking to her about what has been going on with my boyfriend. And I've been, I, I talked, I think kind of just like with this angry tone. And then towards the end, I said, yeah, I'm just like really sad. I just, I wake up every day, like really, really sad. And I feel like my soul is just tired and crushed. That's what I said verbatim. And I just kind of looked at her and she looked at me with like, she opened her eyes wide and she said, I did not sense any sadness from you. All I sensed was anger. And it's concerning to me that I didn't sense that in you since that's my only job as a therapist. And it's concerning to me that you can't allow yourself to feel that sadness in a way that's typically normal. And that's something that I need to work on. And this whole experience for me has been enlightening about things that I need to work on, being better at talking things through with people. It's helping my relationships with people, with my sister, with my mom, just being more open and not being so shut off and, and cold about my own emotions and recognizing that my emotions matter when I typically feel like what I'm feeling is insignificant and doesn't matter and I'll learn to deal with it and I'll figure it out myself and not drag people into my mess. But it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel confused. It's okay to feel off balanced and talking to somebody about your emotions isn't weakness. It's strength. So if you're finding like, especially now, like there's so much shit going on in this world and just getting a therapist, even if there's nothing directly affecting you right now, but just talking, you don't actually realize how influential talking can be. And I don't, because I don't talk about my feelings to really anybody. So that's been something that's been really helping me be more mindful and also bringing stuff to the surface that I typically don't deal with. And yeah, just being more aware of myself and aware of my surroundings and aware of my environment and my feelings and and my life. And this is this is my life. And I don't want to look back at my life and feel like I wasted so much time. And all of these little things that I'm doing are helping me stay present in this moment. So I don't take anything for granted because the reality is I could die tomorrow. You could die tomorrow. God forbid, knock on wood, but it's, it's the truth. And do I want to dwell so much on little shit that I literally have zero control over and stress myself out to the point where I don't eat or I have a stomach ache or I can't sleep or I wake up from nightmares. All of these things are happening to me and I'm doing it to myself. I'm literally pushing myself into just a constant state of worry and stress and anxiety. And that are all that those are all little things that I can control myself. And so can you, but it's, it takes work. It doesn't just happen. You have to be mindful and recognize the things that are bringing you so much strife in your life and figure out your little ways to help you stay more present. The examples that I gave are just ways that help me. Hopefully some of these things that I said resonated with you, but if not, you have to find your own list of things that really help you stay engulfed in the present moment because ultimately that's all that matters. And people say this over and over and over again, like don't dwell on the past. It's gone. Don't worry about the future. It's not here yet. And we don't even know what's going to happen in the future. And we don't even know if we'll make it to the future. And what matters is just literally now, but it's easier said than done because when you're so 
and you're so engulfed in these in these situations that are so stressful and all consuming and just a mind fuck it's hard not to look at the past and it's hard not to stress about the future because that's fear and that's anxiety and that's stress and that's worry about people that you love about yourself maybe about things that you just want so hard to to control or manipulate but the reality is we can't we can just focus on being as as good as we can right now in order to make our future selves even better. It can't be the opposite. You can't focus so much on your future self that you forget to improve upon your present self. So really stay mindful, really stay present, especially with all the shit going on. It's very important that you put you first and that is not selfish. And I'm learning that it's not selfish. And that's typically something that I think of when I think of focusing on myself. It's just, I feel uncomfortable doing that. I feel like that's not fair for other people around me. But in order for me to be my best self to other people, I just have to work on being my best self, period. And so do you. Um, I'm going to end this um, podcast with a few whatever floats your quote. I found um, actually four. I usually don't find four, but I loved all of these and they all resonated with me. And I think everybody can find some sort of meaning in all of these. So the first one is, Letting go doesn't mean that you don't care about someone anymore. It's just realizing that the only person you really have control over is yourself. And that for me spoke just wonders because me saying that I'm going to let go of the situation with my boyfriend and just take a huge step back and stop trying to tell him what to do. And yes, that brings me a lot of worry. That brings me a lot of anxiety. But at the end of the day, it's not my life And this is my life that I can control. And this is, you know, his life that he has control over himself. And I can be a support system. And me taking a step back, me letting go, doesn't mean that I don't care or I don't love him anymore. It just means that I can only control myself. And that goes for you as well. The next quote is, the day I understood everything was the day I stopped trying to figure everything out. The day I knew peace was the day I let everything go. And I love that because I try to understand everything, everything. And you can't, there's no way. But the day you stop trying is the day you just figure everything out. Because back to what my coworker said, the reason of life, the meaning is to just be, just be here and enjoy the time that we have here, whatever that means. So stop thinking too hard about things. Stop overanalyzing things and just be. The next quote is, to let go does not mean to get rid of. To let go means to let be. When we let be with compassion, things come and go on their own. I love that because that's just putting control into the hands of the universe. You know, whatever is meant to happen will happen. And you just have to focus on being the best person that you can be for yourself again and having other people figure that path out for themselves as well. And you can just love and support somebody and be as compassionate as you can while knowing that their actions are their actions and your actions are your actions. And you can just help each other without controlling each other. Help and control are two completely separate things. And I confused the two and now I'm learning that I need to help not control. And lastly, When you let go of your expectations, when you accept life as it is, you are free. To hold on is to be serious and uptight. To let go is to lighten up. That says it all. Like, I don't even know how to to end on a better note than that. And I'm honestly going to read this again. When you let go of your expectations, when you accept life as it is, 
you're free. To hold on is to be serious and uptight. And to let go is to lighten up. And that explains exactly how I feel. When I try to control something, when I try to control a situation, I'm creating these expectations that may or may not be fulfilled. And when those expectations are not met, I am left with more anxiety and more stress and more fear and more pain because I'm putting expectations onto somebody else that they may not be ready for. But when I accept it as is, I feel freer because it's no longer my responsibility. And that's it. And I feel lighter. And that's all. That's all there is to it. Don't overthink life. Life is not meant to be overthunk. <laughs> is thunk even a word? It is now. I like it. So I'm deeming it a word. So if you know, if you know my man Webster, hit him up and let him know that thunk is, is now a word, even if it is already a word. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? But long story short is find your list of things that help you stay more grounded, mindful, present, and grateful for the life that you are able to live, to lead. You are in control of your own life. You are in control of your own destiny. Nobody is in control of that for you. Nobody can make you do whatever you don't want to be doing. And, and you need to find that strength within yourself to be a better person, to do the work, to be healthy, to be happy, to be present this takes work every single day. It's not like you write your list of things and you're, you're good. It's you write your list of things and you stick to it and you adjust as you see fit. If you write your list of things and you're not doing something or a few things on that list, switch things out because you're going to lose, you're going to lose motivation and you lose momentum. If you just write something that doesn't really hold meaning. And I know the things that I just wrote down, those nine things that I said, maybe in a few weeks, a few of those things will be boring to me. So I have to replace them with something that makes me more present and more grounded and more mindful. And life is all about adjusting and change and being able to adapt to situations and your environment at all times. So I hope this helped you find a little bit more gratitude in your life, especially when during times where gratitude seems difficult to recognize, because that's definitely been my situation lately is I've been very ungrateful, not ungrateful, but not really grateful at the same time. So with that, everybody, I hope you feel a little bit more lighter today. I hope you feel a little bit more inspired to just live your best fucking life. And that is all I have to say. And I hope you wonderful people have a lovely rest of your afternoon. Why do I always butcher this shit? Let me try again. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, and I look forward to speaking to y'all again next week. <laughs>